Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 88. Today, Dane Dunning is going to join us. Big thanks to the Dub Network for putting this out. This is great, man. We're good. Hey, we're about halfway through the season. All star predictions have come out. By the way, we've got to go down and we got to do the big leagues first. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is this is a third. This is Friday, the thirtieth of June. Of June. Uh, yesterday was uh, game eighty one. So that's, that's halfway. That, that's that's half of one sixty two. Um, I actually saw our predictions that we did at the beginning of the oh, year. Okay, good. And I went back, and it's funny that you brought that up because I, I went back. You had them finishing third or fourth, but you did think they would get just over five hundred. That's All what right. you thought. I thought third or fourth too, and I thought maybe mid eighties. Okay, All you right. know, eighty five, eighty six. I thought they would finish <laughs> over five hundred easy and do that. I in no way foresaw. Right now, they're on pace for what? Ninety eight wins. I did not see that. Yeah, it's. Um... Well, I mean, even even Chris Young said he didn't see it in the the Q and A I wrote with him um, for the Sunday Read a couple weeks ago uh, at RangersToday.com, dot com five nine 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 a month thirty five for six sixty for for a year. Um, so yeah, it, it's surprising, but there's talent on the team. Yes, and the talent has come has been brought together by the manager <clears throat> and by the pitching coach, and uh, you know we can't lose track of the hitting coaches who. Last year produced the fifth best offense in terms of runs in the right. American League, and now they're leading baseball in runs scored, even even with what looks like a swoon. Um, so th- this team is has the second best record in the American League as of today, um, third over third in baseball behind the the Rays and the Braves. Uh, it's a good it's a good team, and and and, and you, you know, know the Frisco Rough Riders <laughs> are going to bring us a great guest that has been a big part of that in Dane Dunning. And I mean that—that that is Dane Dunning. You talk about the unsung hero, maybe on this team <clears throat> after the, the Grom injury and what he did. This, this is good. Yeah, you know the the uh, we'll get into this in a minute, but they have four All Star starters by Sunday. When by the time this hits the airwaves, uh, four. <laughs> but by, by the time this hits the airwaves, they could have. They, I mean, honestly, they could have seven All Stars, um, depending on how the the player vote shakes out. But um, but it's not just those guys. I mean, you you have Ezekiel Duran and, and Leody Tavares at the bottom of the order, right? Who are both hitting around best number nine hitter in or, baseball. I mean, Tavares has slipped under three hundred. Duran is hitting like three twenty. They Tavares's OPS is above eight hundred. Duran's is above nine hundred. So it's it's just a, a it's a deep lineup. The bottom is producing to set up the guys. I mean, a lead a leadoff hitter Marcus Simeon has fifty five RBIs. Yeah. I mean that's that that's you know he's on pace for 110 RBIs and then that's that's crazy. Well, th- um, and then, but to your point, our guest Dane Dunning, um, he's his his contributions have been terrific. And um, when when the ground kind of went 2. out, two point three six ERA or something like that. It's two two eight something. Well, whatever it yeah. is, it's very good. And. Um, he he uh, oh, the has, has filled in for for Jacob Degrom quite admirably, you know. 
<laughs> I know you. You and I were. I was at the game when uh, he went eight and two thirds, which yeah. he almost got a complete game. Oh my god! And he was almost under a hundred pitches, yeah. which you saw the only other time that has ever happened, right? Wasn't they said Greg Maddox is the only one that's had a complete? Well, game? no, no, no. Like <clears throat> it's called a Maddox. There have been a lot of complete games under hundred pitches, but he did it so regularly. That they called it a, they, the nickname, and it's such a rare thing. That's what it was. Okay, so it, it, it wasn't the it's, second time. It's, it's a Maddox, called. yeah. And, um, like, I think Domingo Herman, who threw the perfect game for the Yankees, I think he was under 100 pitches. Uh, but it was it would it was still a great outing. I mean, you know, Andy Abanez beat out that infield hit. He was safe by about a millisecond. Oh, man. And One if, little extra stretch <laughs> by, by maybe low. And, uh, hey, yeah. it was it was done right. Now, look, yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was just a – Hats off to Andy. He hustled. Yeah, yeah. And then who, know, by the way, gave me a hug when he saw me on the field before. He's a really good guy. And then the, you know the next pitch was, uh, or not the next pitch, but three pitches later, ended up in a two run homer, and that was it. But um, and they, and and Bochy was right to go get him. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's sure. saying, why didn't he just finish the game? You know what? That, at that point, you got like when when you Darvish lost his perfect game in 2013. You go get was, him. He was done. He was also pitching with a blister. It turns out, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, good for. Uh, Good for Dane. It's it's been good for the Rangers. Josh Spores has been very good. So you get, Whew. you know, even Travis Jankowski's played well. So you get these unexpected performances that that you're going to need um, to to be a contending team. So um, they just got to keep it up now. You know, that's that's a you know you you talk about okay, everybody wants to stay healthy. Yes, um, that's important. But you're you're looking at contributors, key contributors right now. Josh Young, Duran. And uh, Tavares, who've never played a full major league season, right? So, and, and in Josh Young's case, what's the most games he's ever played in the minors? Eighty, you know. Golly. So he's he's got there's a grind ahead that he's gonna he's gonna have to figure out, and all these guys are gonna have. He's to gonna hit out. a lull at some time for a little bit. He's just gonna. Well, he, yeah, he he was kind of in one. Um, yeah, the strikeouts on that road and then, trip, and then the, the the first game of of the series against the Tigers um, goes out and hits T. So, you know. <laughs> That's something that that's real, and that these guys are gonna have to figure out. Jonah Heim went through it last year. Yep, had to figure it out this year. Um, so anyway, but let's get into all stars. This is yeah, huge. Okay. This is huge <clears throat> news. Look, there's more to talk about on the big league level, but I'm excited about that. It 2012 was the last time they had an all star starter, I believe, yeah. and now they've got four. Right. This is huge. Sure. I um, mean that's that is huge. And, you know, it's a little different now, right? Is it just recently in the last few years they started the two top guys go back and go at it again? Or? Yeah, that's not too old. And um, So it may not have happened that way had it been the old way because they were right. they, they, they were, were just in the top two going into it. Well, and they were trailing uh, the state of – or the uh, country of Canada. Right. You know, Simeon would have been a starter. Uh, but the going into phase two kind of reset things. And, and it's kind of interesting. This point was brought up by uh, John Blake yesterday. Um you know, it, you can only vote one time in phase two, one right. time each day, each day, as opposed to five. So maybe the maybe the fervent Canadian fans, maybe that limited them. That's a, you know, maybe that is what hurt the Blue Jays there. Maybe uh, in it, the NHL draft coming up, there's a lot of right. things going they had on. The up NHL there. draft on Thursday night, so that might have, <laughs> or on fr- Wednesday night, so that might have. Their focus was elsewhere. They had other yeah, things going but, on. Um, so that anyway. The fact of the matter is, Rangers fans did a great job, and and really, you know, when you look at third base, Josh Young deserves it. Deserves it more than than uh, Matt Chapman did. 
Right. Um, at, at shortstop, shortstop was close. Boba having a great year. Yeah, he is. Fabulous year. Second base wasn't even close. Been healthy all year, too. Whit Merrifield should not have been second. In, <laughs> no. He should not have been a finalist. No. So hats off to, to Blue Jays fans. Uh, Jonah Heim, you know, Adley Rushman. Has had a good year, too. Yeah, they they said on that uh, that present the, the, sh- the re- unveiling show yesterday, the the host was like, oh, maybe a little bit of surprise here. And then Jeff Passan said, is it a surprise? Because Jonah Heim's numbers are better uh, than, than Adley Rushman's and um, in, in fewer plate appearances, by the way. So um, the, fa- yeah. the fans did a pretty good job. Yeah. Now, they, they blew it in the outfield. They blew it in the outfield. Um you know, selecting Aaron Judge, even though he's injured and won't and won't, won't play, playing. and and then Jordan Alvarez finished fourth, so Adolis Garcia finished fifth. Um, unfortunately for Adolis, the the vote is the vote, and uh, for for him to gonna be, to a, be starter, a starter, he has to make the team via the player ballot, and then there will be a ranking of of who the players think. So. Uh, it could be uh, Luis Robert from from the White Sox, who I think has 23 home runs. Yeah, and is having a really good year for a crummy team. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to be their only All Star because they didn't have a starter. Right. So it's um, he he may end up starting the game, but um, yeah, four All Star starters. Hamilton was the last one. That 2012 game was in Kansas City, I believe, and um, they had several All Stars. Um, and, and they had played a late game, a night game the night before, giant rain delay. They didn't get into town. Uh, they went there. Matt Harrison made the team as a pitcher. Uh, he ended up being the losing pitcher in that game. And um, But Kinsler was on the team. I, I believe Michael Young was on the team. Yeah. Napoli was on the team. Um, I don't remember. Um, probably, but I, I don't recall. Anyway, um, so that, that was the last of the – the great Rangers representation at the All-Star game. And, um, of course, Hamilton at that time, you know, he, he had started ever or been voted as a starter every year since 2008. Right. And um, when he put on that <clears throat> show at the yeah, All-Star game yeah. in the home run derby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is good. And then, and yeah, you know, it, it shows that Rangers fans are, are into it. Uh, the vote shows that the Rangers fans are into it. But also the Rangers are getting some attention nationally now and, and, and people are realizing that, yeah, this is a pretty good team. Yeah, it, absolutely. And let's look at others that could make this team. In the pitching side, you've got Evaldi, you've got Gray, who could make a case for being on. Even Dane Dunning can make a case for being on the All Star yeah. team, but he's not going to go above Gray or Evaldi. Oh, yeah, I would think that Evaldi's a lock at, at this point. Um, Gray, Gray's numbers are very, very good. Um, he, I think, he has a chance. You know, um, uh, but 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 again, this is up to the players now. And 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 yeah. Um, Dusty Baker will will be able to make a couple picks. You know, every team still has to be represented. So, you know, the A's are going to have somebody. Uh, yeah, the, the it's probably going to be the DH, right? <clears throat> What's his name? Yeah, I thought he cooled off, but um, you know, the Royals will have somebody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, every, you know, and it could be shoot. I don't, I don't know who would be for the, for the Royals. Bobby Wood's not hitting well, but he's having an okay year. Same thing with Salvador Perez. Um, they have those two relievers, which might. Might work to their advantage if one of those two, Chapman or, or Barlow, got got picked because, you know, a little free advertising to sure. to, to get to get, or to get at the trade deadline. But uh, so every crappy team will have a have an all star. Um, so that that always is is an issue uh, for fringy guys. 
uh, on on good teams. But it's um, I, w- I would I would suspect that they get at least six, and Gray might be a seventh. So I would say the four starters plus Garcia plus Evaldi. So I think there's going to be a pretty big contingent in Seattle for the Rangers. That's that, and it's fan- look at where it was two years ago, and even last year. Sure. I mean, 68 wins last year. Is that what they ended 68, up? 68, 60 the year before. They actually had three All Stars on that. That, uh, uh, or was it just two? They had they had Gallo and and uh, no, they had three and twenty. They had Garcia, Gallo, and Kyle Gibson. Right. Or not twenty, twenty one, because twenty the game got wiped out. Right. So that that lousy, awful sixty one season. The Rangers had three All Stars. Uh, last year it was uh, Perez and Seager. Two thousand nineteen it was minor. Pence and Gallo. Pence was voted as the starting designated hitter, but he was hurt, so he right. did not play. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a talented team. I mean, money, money, it, a lot of it's money, but <clears throat> Adolis Garcia was a very heady wa- wa- waiver claim by right. the pro scouting department. Yep. Josh Young is a, is a tip to <clears throat> player development. Jonah Heim acquired in a trade at a, as a rookie is another uh, – uh, pro scouting department. And thank um, you to Chris Davis because they ate some of that contract <laughs> of Chris Davis to include Heim in that deal. Yeah, Chris with a K. Chris with uh, a K, not, by the way. Yeah. Not, not, not former Rangers great Chris Davis. Uh, so it's um, it's a, it's really a nice a nice a nice collection of, of uh, a tip of the cap to the department. The you know free agents going to get them, but also trades and. and Player development. And player development. And we've got it in in fact we'll go down in the bus leagues. We've got some pitchers that are finally starting to emerge and look pretty good. And we'll talk about that later. But this team, I mean, heading into halfway and now that it's over with, God, if you're a Ranger fan and you aren't excited, and man, I, they get spoiled. Yeah. You see how they react. They they lose two games in a row and the team acts like the, you know, <laughs> should Bochi be fired? What was he thinking? It's like yeah. you've got it it just I've said this this whole time. They're great. I mean, they are so much more talented than they were. It's so obvious. But I've also said they have a lot of things falling their way. There's been yeah. a lot of things that used to, sure. that usually don't fall your way that are falling their way. So, realistically, yes, they're this good. But they're you know when you're this good, a lot of things do fall your way. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of times when you know there are times that a ball off the pitcher's glove that goes right to Simeon for an out and stuff like that that used to not fall the Rangers' way. <laughs> And and that stuff is happening too. So there's there is some luck yeah. that's involved with being yeah. this good. And, you know, I, you know, okay. So they're forty nine and thirty two at the at, after eighty one games. Uh, the bullpen has sixteen losses. Yep. So they the the Rangers have have done this in spite of the 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 bullpen difficulties. And you know, um, and and there are games where the starter gets hit with a loss. In a close game, that the bullpen turns into a a, a less close game, right? Uh, you know, and and but so yes, they need bullpen help, but they've done this despite of of the bullpen. So and and Josh Young said this yesterday. He said we all feel like we've left some wins on the table, and oh, they de- they definitely have. So if the bullpen gets fixed at the trade deadline, in th- in theory, the Rangers could could have a better second eighty one game. So. There's a lot, but like you said, on the breaks, you know, last, yesterday they, they end up losing the game 8-5. to five. The last out is a line drive to Andy Abanez by Adoles Garcia that was hit 111 miles per hour. Yes, right you at know, somebody. The, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of, there are just times when that's going to happen. And and the manager knows it. 
anybody who's been around baseball knows it. It's the ebbs and flow of a season. No team is immune to them. Um, so just hang on. It's a long ride, guys. It's yeah. been fun, though. It has been fun, but... To cover them's been fun. Sure, sure. Winning to cover in a winning team is fun. It, it is so much fun. As a fan, for me, obviously, you guys know where I am. Jeff, and you're, you, you're, sub, you're very objective when, in your coverage, and it shows and everything you do. It's fantastic. But you know as well as I do, you're pulling for these guys. You, oh, yeah. You, makes, you know these guys, so it, you're pulling for them. It as makes to, the, yeah, you get to know the guys. You want them to do well. Uh, it's, it's easier to write stories when... Everything Everybody's looks- happy and, and more willing to talk. Um, it should increase subscriptions to Rangers today for five ninety nine a month, thirty five for six, or sixty for a year. Uh, so I definitely want the Rangers to win games. Right, there's no doubt about it. I'm not going. I don't cheer in the press box. In fact, if you cheer in the press box, you should get thrown out. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a good time to. To cover the Rangers, it's a good time to, to be, be a Ranger, Ranger fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. It this is, is you know, used to there would be that lull in the summer before Cowboys started, and you were because you were do, doing with dad bad yeah. baseball. This yeah. this should take you right up to Cowboys and beyond. I mean, honestly, getting into right. the start of the season because this team right here, I think they're going to be playing. You know, you did say this in your prediction, okay, and which I said too, but I, I was kind of the homer of the deal. But you did say they will play meaningful baseball in September. You said that, and you're right. Yep. And, I mean, I, I thought that too, but no one cares what I thought because I'm a homer, and yeah. I'm an admitted <laughs> homer. But you objectively said, look, I think they're going to be playing meaningful baseball in September, and there's without a doubt, unless this thing collapses for some reason, they will be yeah. playing, knock on wood, they will be playing meaningful baseball. Well, I look at it this way. If the Rangers play 500 baseball in the second half, they're going to have 89 wins. <laughs> okay, and, and, and that, that may not get you into the postseason. It, it you know it may not win your division, depending on what happens with the Astros and the Angels. You to to assure yourself a spot in the postseason, you want to win the division. Right. The, the the East has a lot of good teams. Right. And and, and they're gonna, everyone's they're gonna, gonna have, be making moves at the deadline. Have trying wild to card teams. So you know, but if the Rangers play five games above five hundred in the second half, which doesn't seem like a huge request, I mean that's. <laughs> that's a playoff team. Yep, that's that almost is. that's almost a club record in wins. So uh, the club record is ninety six, by the way, um, in in two thousand sixteen when you know they were the one seed in the playoffs, and then right Hamels and Darvish spit the bid in the in the first two games of the, the exactly. season, and the Rangers went out went out quick. But um, yeah, again, just I, I think the overriding point is good team at the halfway point, better than. Anybody, including the general manager, expected, and the Rangers have the have the means to get better. Hey, you know the Rangers have the ball. That's what it's you know they're they're in the lead right now. Everyone's chasing them, and it's better to be chased at this point yeah. than to be the chaser. Well, yeah, uh, because Wash Wash said uh, he just he, Wash's phrases. He said it on the show. Uh, a couple weeks ago, asses and elbows. That's that's all. That's all you want the people behind you to be able to see is your your ass and your elbows. So, um, hey, well, let's get Dane on here. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, Frisco Rough Riders, bringing you Dane Dunning right after this, guys. Dane Dunning. All right, the guest segment of the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast is brought to you, as always, by the Frisco Rough Riders, the AA affiliate of the Texas Rangers, and they are coming home. Uh, for next week, starting on July 4th, uh, they're going to play uh, 
the Midland uh, Rockhounds uh, six times that week. The fourth, they've got a heck of a promotion going, guys, and you all need to hear it. All right. Double fireworks and a pregame concert. That's pretty good. That's, that's like, really, really good. So um, pregame happy hour in the Herman Marshall Whiskey Saloon. Half-price beer. Golly. Uh, I don't think the Wilsons have plans for the 4th of July, John, but we, we, we might now. Um, double fireworks. Our kids would go nuts on that one. So, uh, anyway, go out to Frisco. As, as you know, they, they have just, just a great set of promotions all weekend long. Uh, they have Thirsty Thursdays every Thursday. On July 7th, it's Marvel Defenders of the Diamond, where they're going to have a character appearance by Ant-Man. And I'm not going to lie, Ant-Man is my favorite Marvel's uh, hero, and then Thor. But Ant-Man is number one because I think he's funny. Uh, so anyway, get yourself out to, to Riders Field. Get tickets at MILB.com slash Frisco. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Globe Life Field, it's Texas Rangers right-handed pitcher Dane Dunning, who had an outstanding outing just a couple nights ago. Dane, what's going on, bud? Hey, brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders, by the way. That's right. we got to plug our advertising. That's right. Dane. Dane, what's up, bud? Uh, not much. Um, just got to the field, hanging out a little bit, uh, you know, preparing for this Houston series. So it's uh, to, to show people how the sausage is made, it's 1245 on – on Friday of the the Astros series, game's not till seven. Is this usual for you? Are you usually? Um, well, first game of every series is usually like this. So it's because we, we'll have meetings where we have to go over each hitter. Um, we'll have to go over you know each pitcher for like the hitters aspect. So uh, you have it's just a longer day. One of the the great things about uh, what Boach has been doing this year is he's been kind of having us like on the, the rest of the series, later days to come in, like get us off our feet mm-hmm. uh, and just get us rested. And I think that's, you know, been really big help for us just because, I mean, like, you know, last year and the year before we were out 1245 every single day at the field, you're shagging BP, like you're running around, yeah. you're doing so much, you get to the game and you're exhausted already. <laughs> and it's like, then you got to do that 162 times. Like that's, um, but no, I, I think, like Boach has a really good way of handling, um, you know, times to come in just to be able to, you know, get us off our feet and just be able to recover better. Sure. All right. Now, before we get into more baseball stuff, I approached you, wanted you to come on because uh, it's kind of my, my belief. I have uh, I help with the charity. Uh, Jared Sandler helps with the charity. Anybody who helps with the charity is free to come on this podcast and, and plug help, it and help promote it. And, and you have one coming up called, uh, swinging for impact uh, to help the multiple sclerosis society um, Sunday, the, the 16th at 6 PM. Can you uh, yeah, give us a plug? What's give, going give, on? Give us yeah. some deets. Um, so, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head right there. So it's swinging for impact. Um, we're going to be going to top golf, just having fun interacting with fans. Uh, it'll be myself and other teammates. Uh, and we'll be able to re- release out what other teammates are coming as the time gets a little bit closer, um, you know, with just everyone with families, it's kind of hard to be able to be like, you know, months out in advance, I'm going, sure. but, uh, but no, it's, it, it, ultimately it's to benefit the national multiple sclerosis society. Um, you know, one of the big things that I try to do with my platform is to spread awareness of multiple sclerosis and to 
help create funds to hopefully find a cure for multiple sclerosis. Uh, there's nearly a million people that in the United States that live with multiple sclerosis and um, you know, it's devastating what they go through. And me personally, I don't feel like it gets enough attention. Um, and so I, I try to use my platform for that aspect. And so, yeah, we're going to go to Topgolf on July 16th at 6 PM to, to play some, uh, you know, have fun, play some golf, interact with fans, have fun. There's going to be some, uh, some auction items that are going to be there, some signed memorabilia uh, from myself and the team. Um, there's some really cool things. All-star catcher signed Jonah Heim, um, you know, catcher's gear, yeah. uh, the all-star shortstop Corey Seager signed cleats, things like that. Um, awesome. But no, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun atmosphere, but most importantly, it's going to be benefiting a great cause. Yeah. The, the website is uh, bigleagueimpact.org slash top golf. Um, big league impact. I'm, I'm guessing came, came to your attention by uh, uh, Kyle Gibson and yep. uh, the Adam Wainwright uh, foundation that they're so heavily involved in. Yep. Um, awesome. I, and you, this isn't your first event. You've done different things. Um, yeah. So <laughs> last year we did a, a fantasy football league, which was, I mean, it was, it, that was a lot of fun. I did not win. I think oh, I actually, man. Um, I never win. Yeah. It was, it was a tough league for me throughout last year. Um, a lot of, you know, I kind of, I had multiple teams and usually with my teams, I kind of picked the same people and, uh, yeah, a lot of people got injured last year. So it was still a little <laughs> tough, but, um, but no, I mean, it, it was a fun thing. And, and so this year I just wanted to try to create more of like an in-person, be able to like, you know, be able to talk to people, interact with fans and things like that, just to make it more personable. Cause, um, I mean, it was cool that we're playing, you know, fantasy football together, but at the same time, it's, it's through a phone. I mean, you have to type messages through it. So it's, it's, it's just not the same. So um, that was the, really the whole purpose of this, you know, top golf event was just so I can get out and embrace, you know, our, our audience, our fans and uh, be able to interact with them one-on-one. All right. Well, good. That's yeah. I, I, I love these events and love that people get back to the community and, uh, you're right. You have a huge platform and uh, whatever you can do. And then, then you, well, your, your wife works for the MS society, correct? Or, or had in the yeah. past. Yeah. So she worked for the, the national multiple sclerosis society for three years or so, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe a little bit less. Um, but I mean, she was, she would still be working. Obviously we had our first child. So it's right. Um, she's awesome. got a full-time job and just, you know, taking care of him. And, uh, um, she didn't got feel, the toughest job. Yes, she does. And she didn't <laughs> feel like, uh, cause like one of the biggest things with what she did is she organized this big, like essentially bike race, cycling race that happened in like the Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would have to go like, I mean, from like 5am to pretty much like 11 o'clock at night on a couple days for those. And she just didn't feel like it was right because, um, I mean, taking care of the kid, like not being able to do that. And then like either have to ditch her kid or <laughs> you know, like bring him to an event where he's right. not going to be suited. So she, uh, she thought it would be better if she was able to like take leave and, um, you know, have, have find help find someone to replace her for you know, the sure. time being, hopefully, 
Um, you know, they welcome her back and she gets to, you know, do that again. But uh, as of right now, she's just full time mom in it and she's killing it. Awesome. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, full time mom in it is like digging ditches sometimes. I'm telling you, that is a job. And uh, yeah, so, I, congratulations, by the way. We yeah. were talking to you while she was getting ready to to go. What's your son's name's Mac? Mac. Mac. Yep. All right. Yep. Mac. So Mac Anthony Dunning. Um, it's funny. We had the middle name was not supposed to be Anthony. And all of a sudden we changed the middle name. And then the first name we had no idea what we wanted to go with. And um, we kept writing it on a little dry erase board at the, at the hospital. And you know, it came out to Mac Anthony. Well, all right. All right. That's awesome. Can't well, wait to meet him or see him around. Did you, yep. did you consider anything else? Uh, yeah. So we had multiple, we had multiple names. Uh, so we had Nolan was one of our top runners. So it was Mac, Nolan, Brady and Reese. Okay. And, and when we got to the hospital, it was between Mac and Nolan <laughs> and the middle name was supposed to be Jude. Okay. Uh, so we were supposed to, he was supposed to be like Mac Jude or Nolan Jude. Um, and that was like set in stone since day one. Cause my wife loves the name Jude. Uh, yeah. we, didn't feel like it was mainly personally me. I didn't feel like first name. I was like, we can all, we can do middle name. So that was like since day one, um, like the middle name. And then when we started writing it out, right? Race board, we were like, ah, we don't know if it fits. And then, um, we, after talking for a little bit, my middle name is Anthony. Our brother's middle name is Anthony and they have a family, like their family middle name is, is Anthony. And so we're yeah, like, it's all right, well, let's, let's do Anthony as a middle name. Like, you know, it goes along with me. It goes along with your family. Yeah. And, then, um, and so then we, we wrote out like Nolan Anthony or Mac Anthony. And then we, we were writing out Mac and MAC or MACK stuff like that. And just until we figured out the, the one we wanted, but it's an ordeal. Yeah, oh, naming a kid. Yeah, no kidding. Her deal. That was yeah. He was nameless for two days. <laughs> he and, was baby boy Dunning, is what he was. Yes, and yeah, I, I remember we drove. I don't, I don't know. It was a long drive. That's all we did for about two hours. Was well, what do you think about this? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. But we, yeah. yeah, we and and you're right. We we stuck with a family name for the middle name on both of our kids. So did so, we? Yeah. So yep. Yeah, yeah we had. It was so right after he was born and uh, it was like the next day um, the wife was recovering and I was like, listen, um, I have no say in what this kid's name is. After witnessing what I witnessed, um, I have no right to name the baby. And, I'll, I'll sign off on anything. <laughs> and he, uh, fortunately, fortunately, she was, you know, nice enough to still include me in, in the oh, name. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, yeah, I, it was something else. I'll tell you. Yeah, we, we've we've all been there. Yeah. yeah, and like one of the big things, like people talk about it, and like you think you get like an idea based off it, but until you're there and you experience that emotions and like everything that goes on, like yeah, you have no idea. Like uh, yeah, you now you realize how how come your parents were kind of nuts sometimes. Yeah, because you're like, this is why you loved me that much. Oh my goodness, because. Yeah. Your child is something else. When your child gets there, it's a whole different kind of feeling you got going over there. Definitely. Yeah, I was, when my son was born, I was wearing like a, cal a calorie monitor thing, a heart rate, just because I did it every day. And in the hour it took to deliver Henry, who was almost 10 pounds, 
<laughs> my wife was just working so hard and I was holding her back working sweating and it was in the middle of the summer and we had air conditioning, but I burned so many calories in that hour. <laughs> it was like a workout, <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was great. It was great. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's so exciting. So that that's fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to the world, Mac, for sure. Uh, all right. Baseball. You had a, you had a decent start the other night. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunate ending, but, uh, no, it was a great start all in all. Yeah. Um, for, for those who might have missed eight and two-thirds, two runs, uh, four hits, the last two of which uh, were the last two batters you faced, you were so close to, to getting it. I mean, you're like a half, not even a half a step. Yep. I mean, it's a game I'm, of inches. It, it is. It yeah. is a game of inches indeed. Um, but I, I don't know how you feel about it. The, the, you think it's the best start of your career or not, but um, how, would, how, would, yeah, how would you rate it? Um, I mean, it's definitely up there. I think, I think if I were to finish that last out, it would have been probably the best start of my career so far. Um, no, like it was, it was a really good feeling just like throughout the entire game. Like I had a lot of rhythm, had a lot of momentum. Um, I mean, our offense did a great job of just putting up runs from the get go. So that kind of just helped relieve a lot of that pressure. Sure. Um, but no, it, it was just, it was one of those days where, when I missed a spot, it kind of didn't get hit until the very last hitter. Um, but it, but then for the most part, I was locating pretty well. I mean, I think I threw like 70 something strikes, 75 strikes or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I only threw a hundred, a hundred pitches. I felt like I was very like efficient, like through each edit inning as well. And, um, yeah, that the 10 strikeouts surprised me to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that's I mean, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I obviously like every pitcher wants to get as many strikeouts as they can. Like, it's really cool, but it's like, you know, strikeouts <laughs> kind of eluded me this year. So it's like, when yeah. I, I heard 10, I was like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was like expecting five, uh, <laughs> five, maybe six, but no, not 10. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, that was, that was really cool to hear. <clears throat> yeah. Um, can, can, can you put into words the difference between this year and last and, and how much better you feel with your hip? I don't want to, um, I don't want to say last year was all <clears throat> hip related and your success this year is all hip related, but it seems like there's at least a relation. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, last year, uh, going into the season, I knew <laughs> my hip was already torn. Um, and one of the things that I try to do, cause like, by the time I found out, got the MRI and figured out everything that I was torn, it was already too late to have surgery because I would have missed a substantial amount of time of the season. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try to just strengthen my hip up to the, as best as I can and see, see where I can go from there. Um, and, I mean, I was still able to go 29 starts, but, I mean, it was like one day it felt great. I felt good. I was able to you know, being in control, command and throw. And then like, literally like the next start, it feels like I had a knife going through my side. Oh. Uh, but um, no, I mean, the training staff did a great job last year with me, just being able to keep me, keep me going from start to start. Um, and I think that like last year with me getting surgery would have been a little bit different scenario if it was, if we're more or less having a season like this year. Mm -hmm. versus how we had like 
season that we kind of had last year. Last year, um, I mean, our starting pitching was, I mean, we didn't have a lot of depth. So it's, that was gone. There wasn't really people that we could have had to fill in. Yeah. Uh, but even then it's like, I'm the competitor as well. So it's like, I didn't want to, you know, have surgery and do that. I wanted to, you know, compete that season, but uh, at the end of the year, kind of had that conversation, you know, um, one of the, the two biggest people that kind of pushed me towards getting that surgery was actually Corey and Brad. They both had, um, they both had the surgery as well. So it was kind of like, um, they're telling me like, Hey, like you need to get it done. Cause it's, I mean, like, they're like, it's life changing. Like I've had it and it's horrible. And, uh, like one of the biggest things, like for me, like, you know, as a, as a pitcher, you, you know, you run a lot. Right. And yeah. so one of the hardest things for me was like, I couldn't run really 10 minutes on the treadmill because like that impact on my hip would just hurt sure. so bad that it, my lower back, I mean, gives out. Like, I feel like I just threw my back out, my lower back. Like, um, I was struggling to like put on shorts, like to bend over on some days just because like how much pain I would have. Oh my uh, gosh. But no, I mean, it got the <clears throat> hip surgery. Um, Everything went well from the off season. The hips been feeling strong. Um, my velo's kind of ticked up a little bit. I'm able to drive down the mound, which is what, what I've been trying to achieve for the past two years. Um, but it's I'm just able to stay connected longer, and I'm able to just and it, it it's helped my command, it's helped my stuff, my velo. Everything's a little bit lighter, it's a little bit sharper, um, and just a simple fix of just being able to like stay loaded on my backside. Just yeah. you know from not being able to do that to do that now it's i mean it's changed completely sure well it, i you know i i think probably i don't know not novice baseball fans but casual baseball fans you know don't understand how much a pitcher actually does between starts like oh, man. You, you know the day after you go in and, and <clears throat> you're lifting and then recovering and then you throw a bullpen right away the next the, the the second day or maybe you're a third day guy but a second day you're just constantly throwing and your your arm is always working which means your your body always has to be working yep yeah so just, i i mean you, like you said like i'm a, <laughs> I'm a day two bullpen guy so uh so for example yesterday was my day one uh, <laughs> i ran for about 30 minutes i then did a total body lift played catch sat for the game Today's day two. I will stretch, do all my stretches. I'll throw a bullpen. I'll go in. I'll do like a cardio circuit type deal. So it's a mixture of just body movements, cardio, something cardio with a little bit of core, stuff like that. And usually it's like multiple rounds of that. Uh, day three would be usually long toss for me. Another total body lift, more running on the treadmill. Um and then hang out for the game. Day four is my lightest day, which is stretch, obviously, for just stretch around, um, some sprints outside, and then some light catch, and then day five start. So, uh, and that's, you know, from the first day of the season all the way to the last day of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not go out, play golf. Yeah. <laughs> eat, watch a game. Those it's, are off days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> you guys are you know, 81 games yesterday. So you guys are uh, 49 and 32. Um, 
you know, you're, you're replacing Jacob Degrom. You guys, you guys, relative stayed relatively history uh, healthy. Um, you guys got to feel pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it so far, like it's been, it's been a lot of fun this season. Um, I mean, we, we are feeling really good. Um, but I mean, there's no, like, there's no stopping. Like until, until we clinch, like until we, you know, get to the world series or stuff like that, like there's no, like, and that's everyone's mindset. Like we are having fun. We are, you know, doing things, but like after we win or lose, like, obviously like if we win, it's great. If we lose, like it sucks. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that game's behind us. We got to get to the next. And yep. it's like, you know, we can't take for granted that, you know, we're in first place or things like that. Like we have a big series right here against Houston that could, you know, sway a big outcome of like our division. So it's, um, it, it really, I mean, like the guys for the most part have been very focused throughout this entire season. And it's been, I mean, it's been really fun to be a part of. Yeah. Um, uh, the last question for me before John gets, gets rolling, uh, uh, Mike Mike Maddox, how how is he? I mean, we you talked about Bruce Bochy early on. Yep. How has Mike Maddox made a difference for for you personally and also for the pitching staff? Um, he's he's very thoughtful with everything he does. So, like for me, like going to my bullpens, one of the main things, like I'm a sinker baller, I got to get the ball down. So, like we have, like we will literally have essentially target practice. Like when I'm going to throw my bullpens, like you'll put a bag out there and like, it's like hit the bag. And so like, that's one of our sayings now. It's like, anytime I throw a change up, like get it out there, hit the bag. <laughs> um, but everything he does is thoughtful from, you know, putting in certain people in the bullpen, like, like putting people in the game, bullpen, stuff like that. Um, everything is thought out. Everything is very, um, I wouldn't say analytical, but it's very smart. I mean, he's got a very old school way of teaching, and I think he just relates to me, you know, very what like just really easily. Um, uh, I I really enjoy working with him. I think he's extremely smart. I think he's, um, you know, I think he's a, you know, great pitching coach. Like I said, I, I talk with him easy, so it's just it makes our relationship very very simple. I said I was gonna, that was the last question, but I want I wanted to talk to you because you were so you're always very uh, effusive in your praise of him. But Jonah, Jonah Heim, who you mentioned, is now an All Star. Um, what what's I mean? He, it's not just you. He has to have a relationship with it's it's twelve other guys. Yep. Um, but how has he evolved? Because you you were with him there from uh, his first season with the Rams. Yep. Um, no, Jonah's been like he's been fantastic. Uh, you can really see, like, I, I felt like last year for the, you know, first half he did, you know, really for the whole season last year, he did great behind the plate. His numbers were unbelievable. Um, I think last year was kind of like his, his, I mean, it's his first full season as, you know, a starting catcher. So it's sure. his first full year of catching, you know, 120 games or something like that of, you know, and so that, I think last year was like, like kind of his stepping stone into like this year. Like he's been, he's been so good throughout this year. And I felt like last year he kind of at the end, like, you know, most players got a little tired um, and like, it's including me, obviously I was injured. Um, but like this year I felt like 
seeing him work this offseason, seeing him do the things he do, and then now, like, coming out, like, swinging the bat well, just behind the plate, just being so – just very smart behind the plate, pitch sequencing, pitch calling, knowing the situations, um, just a defensive beast back there, and then still swinging it and – like it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch it's been a lot of fun to be a part of like he takes control um like you feel really comfortable up on the mound with him um i mean for the most part we're on the same page 99 percent of the times i think i shook him off like maybe twice this year um this year this year <laughs> wow yeah like it's like everything like we like we've been just hand in hand with everything and i know um like obviously he's worked with Evo, but I felt like him and Evo have clicked very quickly. Like obviously yeah. he had Martin last year and they kind of have their thing. Um, but no, like Jonah's been, I mean, I can praise him all day, every day. Like he's been absolutely amazing. Um, I think he's been like really big help for at least like my career this year. Um, just making you feel confident, comfortable on the mound. And um, I mean, for the rest, like, like when a catcher makes you feel confident, makes you feel comfortable up on that mound, it just everything comes so smooth and easy. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, the hard hitting stuff is over. Real hard hitting, I'm sure. <laughs> John, John here kind of dives into the personal side. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Just have a little fun with it. But by the way, I talked to Jonah after your start, and man, he that he praised you too. He just, mm-hmm. it just, uh, Jonah is, is good. But like you said, yeah, he, he was praising you too. He's got a great staff to work with. Okay. Yep. You are from Gr- green cove Springs, Florida. Is that right? Yes. Fleming Island. Um, it, <laughs> like 10 minutes away from each other. Okay. okay. And All right. Clay, you went to clay high school. Yep. Uh, did you play any other sports besides baseball? Um, when I was at, when I was at, I mean, I played volleyball, um, not like a part of any sanctioned. Okay. Um, I just kind of messed around, maybe a little bit of travel ball with that. And then, um, yeah, just baseball for the most part. Okay. Now, now you ended up going to the University of Florida. Did mm-hmm. you – I mean, look, you were drafted out of high school. We're going to get to that in just a second. But did you have any other offers besides Florida or any anybody else you were considering? Um, I mean, growing up, Unfortunately, I was an FSU fan. Uh, <laughs> wanted to go there. I thought, you know, I thought Florida State was so cool. The atmosphere was awesome. And they offered me. It was just, it wasn't near what Florida offered me. And, like, when I took that visit to Florida, like, it kind of just felt like home. Like, it felt good. It was a very blue-collar environment. Um, one of the biggest things for me, like, when I was taking my college tours was, like, I took, you know, to some smaller schools. Like, I took JU, like, UCF. UNF um like when I went to their schools they were like oh you're going to be our guy like you're going to be this you're going to be that like when I went to Florida with Kevin O'Sullivan he literally was like well you could come here like we're going to offer you this but there's no guarantee you're going to play like you're going to have to work to to get to your spot like I can't I'm going to play the best nine that like that I think that's there and like if you're not a part of it like it's unfortunate um but like that's how it's going to be. And that's like one of the biggest things that kind of pulled me there was just, it wasn't like uh, expectations. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like you're going to have to work for what you get. And um, so, yeah, so I went there, I went to Florida and uh, 
sucked my freshman year and then kind of halfway sucked my sophomore year and figured it out my junior year. So, uh, yeah, yeah but was- you were, you were no slouch. I mean, coming out of high school, let's talk about this. This is one of my fun mm-hmm. questions to ask. Yep. You've been drafted twice. So out of high school, you were drafted in the 34th round by Toronto. That's 2013. Mm-hmm. I always like to ask where you were and how you found out you were drafted, but you were drafted in the first round too. Tell me about that Toronto draft. Where were you? How'd you find out you'd been drafted? Um, so yeah, it was um I got I got an offer for earlier pick. I think it was like second or third round, but it was like very low money. Um huh. and like it was like way, way under slot. Um and it was one of those, like, out of high school, like, I kept – my brother was in pro ball at the time, and I kept telling him, like, I'm going to get drafted and beat you to the big leagues. Like, and we kind of had that competition. And um, – but, no, like, um, I ended up getting a phone call, like, two days later from a scout from Toronto, and it was like, hey, like, you know, we just drafted you in the 34th round. I know you're not signing. Um, we're just going to send you a card for you to, you know, fill out. That way we can draft you in hopefully a couple years and and so be it and it was just uh it was one of those like when I was going through the recruiting process like I kind of had like a number that I wanted um because it like if I didn't get that number I was like I'm gonna go to college and uh at the time it's like I was committed to University of Florida who's been very good at least when at that time in recent years and even now uh at producing pitchers and just being able to like be you know a top level top level contender for just baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So you're drafted in the first round in 2016. Were, were you in New York? Where were you at? I mean, how'd you, uh, how'd you... no, I was, uh, I was in Gainesville. We had a little party at my, uh, at my apartment just cause uh, we had, we, it was super regionals or no, it was right before super. So it was like a couple days before super regionals. We had a little party. I had a couple teammates over and family and friends and um, cause I was rumored to, to go in the first or second round. And fortunately enough, I was able to go in the first. Cool. Yeah. The, uh, it's a big difference now um, yeah. with the draft being in July, at least for, at least for college players. Yep. I mean, it's, it seems like it's a lot less distracting. I, I agree. Um, I think that's kind of one of our, like that, w- that was one of our downfalls uh, like our junior year. Like we were so talented, but like, once everyone got drafted, it was kind of like, you know, like, you know, if we don't win this, oh, well, we're just going to go play for whoever. Like, yeah, like I, I think that aspect of having the draft after the College World Series is a like is a good thing, because like when players go through the College World Series, like, I mean, this is like like in that moment, that's the biggest moment they're going to get. Like, right. I mean, obviously, like everybody <laughs> wants, you know get drafted, go play, get to the big leagues, go to the world series. But in that moment, it's like winning the college world series, the biggest thing that they can do. So it's like, instead of, you know, we're like some of us is like when we lost the first game, I felt like half of the, like half of us cashed out. Cause we're like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. Instead of like us being like, all right, no, we need to go. We need to like go now. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big thing with them making the draft after. Speaking of, speaking of the college world series, did you get any grief from, Josh Smith. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. He, he walked <laughs> in the locker room, just goes loser. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, um, I mean, I thought it was a well-fought battle. I mean, yeah. LSU, both, both those teams are extremely talented. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that I 
wanted to say is like usually I feel like me personally I feel like when you put up 24 runs in a game it's kind of hard to recreate that the next day Um, but either way I thought Florida had an unbelievable season I thought they did a really good job I think they need to keep their you know their chins up I thought I thought they played a great game obviously the outcome didn't go the way they wanted to but I mean you got you lost a nail-biting 11th inning game the first day and it was like you you hit some rockets that just happened to people make good plays. It's like sure. that's baseball, you know. Um, but ultimately, yeah. I thought they had a great season. All right, two more, and we're going to get you out of here. Now, this one's a fun one. And this this is one you've been – now, people don't know this. You were drafted actually by the Nationals before yeah. the White Sox. You, you came over to Texas from the White Sox. You've been traded twice. Mm-hmm. You got traded from the Nationals to the White Sox. You also got traded from the White Sox to the Rangers. Where were you at? How'd you find out you'd been traded? Um, that's actually, that was that like both of those were actually good. So, um, the first time I was in St. Augustine, Florida, me and my brother are renting a beach house, uh, for the off season. And I'm, you know, on PlayStation with some of my friends and, uh, it was, this was the day before, and this is when they're rumored to like trade Chris Hale. And so I guess sale like got rumored somehow to like go to the nationals and i was a part of that trade and so all my buddies were like messing with me like yeah i saw on twitter that you just got traded man like congrats blah blah blah. and i'm like what are you talking about no i did not get traded like and i'm sitting there like i'm like looking stuff up like to make sure i didn't get traded um so then the next day like once again i'm just on video games with some like the same friends and my brother comes barging in my room and he's like dude, you just got traded. Like you need to call your agent. And I'm like, Jake, like good one thinking that he overheard the conversation with uh, me and my buddies. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good one, dude. Like, and he's like, no, seriously, call your agent. Like you got traded. <laughs> and so he like had me confused for a while. And I was like, um, all right. So then I just called my agent. My agent was like, yeah, I was just about to call you. Like you got traded. Uh, you're going to the white Sox, And, um, I was, I mean, I was a bit surprised on that one, uh, but obviously it, it turned out great. But then the next time was uh, well, December. Yeah, yeah, December of 2020. It was the same day, actually, that I got traded the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, saw that. It was the same day. Uh, so me and my wife, like I went to work out in the morning with, you know, one of my buddies. I was in Fort Lauderdale this time working out down there. Um, me and my wife went and played pickleball that afternoon with one of my best friends. And uh, I got a phone call there from my agent saying like, Hey, like um, they just, you know, we like, they're like, he was like, you know, in, cause it was, this was 2020. So you had the COVID uh, right. squad and they were like, roughly how many innings did you throw in taxi squad? And I was like, you know, 40, 50, something like that, maybe a little bit more. Um, and then during season I threw about like 30 or 40 or something like that. So I probably got like, 80 to 90 innings that year. And, um, and they were like, well, what's your workout, like workouts you're doing right now? Like, can you give us like kind of like a description? So like I told them and then I get home and me and my wife are watching, uh, we're just watching TV. And then next, you know, like Twitter's blowing up. My phone's getting blown up from friends just saying that I got traded. And I was like, Oh, all right, cool. Then my agent calls me. I got traded. Talk to them. Um, the next morning, CY calls me, like everyone calls me, and then I get a phone call 
a little bit later from um, Rick Hahn with the White Sox just saying that I got traded again. So, um, but yeah, no, it was just – it was one of those, like, experiences where I was just, like, on my – like, we're on my phone, and then next you know, like, I had, like, 10 buddies of mine, like, dude, you just got traded, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so what was the Nationals deal? I mean, we know the uh, – The Nationals was – Luis Giolito. Yeah. Luis Giolito. Uh, yeah. Luis okay. uh, Ronaldo Lopez and me for Adam Eaton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So all three of us went to the White Sox, and then and Lopez and Giolito were more big league ready. Obviously, I was. Yeah. Like first, I haven't even played a full year of pro ball yet. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, from the White Sox to here is for Lance Lynn, me and Avery Weems. Right. Yep. And I, that's a fun. One. I got one last question for you, but that's a fun one, and I actually get some a uh, little pat on the back. I went on a podcast in chicago they were looking for a trade it was before you got traded and they were it was called socks in the basement podcast and they were a big chicago white socks podcast yeah. they wanted to work out a trade for lance lynn and we were going to play gms yeah. and i blew him away when i first walked in i said i will give you lance lynn and i want dane dunning that's it that's all i want it's dane dunning uh-huh. and they turned me down oh yeah. they said no and I was like, really? I said, I'll come on. And then so and then when they ended up making that deal, I was like, ha ha. I knew who I wanted all the time. I knew who that was. All right. Yeah. This is our last question. It's a fun one. We ask everybody. It's gotten some great answers. It's what's something that nobody knows about Dane Dunning. Some of the great answers are, you know, we got uh, we got your pitching coach is afraid of heights. Uh Jack Lider doesn't like peanut Jack butter. Jack Lider hates peanut butter. We none of us can figure that out. You ought to give him some crap. What is something that nobody knows about Dane Dunning? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty much an open book. Uh, I mean, if I had to go like food ways wise, like I hate coconut. Oh, like, a baby. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, like it either. I can't, I can't stand coconut. I am a pineapple on pizza guy. Oh, uh, but he's but, never coming back on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I mean, I can take it, but like, I, I can eat pizza without pineapple. I can eat pizza with pineapple. It's like, okay. I'm not like it has to be on it, but like if it's on it, like I'm, I'm going to crush it. You're okay. You can still, you can still take it out. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, what do fans don't know about me? Um, I mean, that's, that's tough. Like, obviously they know I'm a big gamer. So like, yeah, actually fun fact, I, I guess I'm technically not a big gamer anymore. I haven't, Played a video game in probably two and a half months now, three months. Hey, uh, yeah, I haven't turned my piece on in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you get busy. That's why. Um, That's no, good. Uh, uh, actually, I got a good one. Um, okay. I am a big coffee connoisseur. Um, oh, you and uh, do you get together with uh, what's it, Grossman? Grossman's a big coffee guy. Yeah. So I mean, like, I always have coffee on me. Um. <laughs> I, I tried to find places to go. I don't, I usually try not to go to Starbucks. Um, Good. I try to go to like local coffee shops, like every city that we go to. I have my spot here in Texas that I go to at Pax and Beneficia. Um, I think they do a really good job. Where is um, it? It's in uh, Las Colinas. Okay. Okay. Um, and then um, at, like at home in Charlotte, like I, every morning I, brew and make my own coffee and i try to go to like local coffee shops to get beans and stuff like that so okay that's uh, cool. yeah big coffee con- that's awesome well listen dane we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on we obviously talk to you a lot when we're around the the ball field there uh big congratulations tell your wife obviously how uh 
how happy we are for both of you guys for Matt. Can't wait to see Mac around there when he gets a little older, but, uh, Hey, stopping down and talking. We you've been with us a long time to talk, and we really appreciate that. No, thank you guys for having me. All right, we'll we'll actually see you here shortly. You you yeah. will. I won't. Oh, I'm right. I'm, I'll, I'm having to head out of town for my in laws. You'll I'll know what you, you know what that's about. I'll see you shortly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Dane Dunning, guys, right hand pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Dane, thanks a lot. Good luck on your next start, and we'll see you out there, bud. Appreciate you guys. Down in the Bus Leagues is brought to you by the Round Rock Express, the AAA affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Uh, right now, Round Rock is in uh, Las Vegas. I've always wondered how that would go to be a visiting ball player for a week in Las Vegas. I know, I know, pitchers don't like it, uh, but you know they don't have a lot of money, so I don't, I don't know how much they gamble. But anyway, um, Round Rock's coming home. Also, like Frisco, they're coming home. They'll be home on July the fourth, which is Tuesday, against the Sugarland Space Cowboys. I think I like Sugarland better when they're the Skeeters, but. Anyway, July 4th, big fireworks show there at Dell Diamond in Round Rock. Uh, the 5th, Dollar Hot Dogs. The 6th, Brew Review. Listen to this. Fans 21 and up can enjoy a complimentary beer and seltzer sampling throughout the ballpark while supplies last. They better beat me. Uh, and then and then Sunday, this is, a, this is a big giveaway. I'm not on Sunday. On Friday the 7th, it's the Nolan Ryan Head Bobblehead Series giveaway. They did the they did the angels on the last or the angels on the last homestand. This is the Astros years, so it'll be Nolan Ryan in an Astros uniform on July the eighth, which is Saturday. It's Yellowstone night uh, and a Spasmatics post game concert. I don't know if you ever seen the Spasmatics, but they're pretty good. But uh, a Yellowstone jersey giveaway to the first fifteen hundred people who show up for that, and then on Sunday it's Lego Lego Ninjago make and take it night. The kids, well, one kid used to love Ninjago. Um, so it's pretty legit. It's kids' day out there on Sunday, too. So go out to uh, Dell Diamond. If you want some information, go to MILB.com. Big thanks to Dane Dunning for coming on with us. And now we're going to go to the Round Rock Express down in the Bus League. The Round Rock Express sponsor this. Big thanks to them for doing that. Let's go down in the Bus Leagues, talk about all things minor league. And things are looking better as the second half starts to kick off. Yeah, yeah. The, well, one team stayed hot. <laughs> yeah, you know, Down East made the playoffs. They they won the first half of their division in, in the Carolina League. And Let me uh, tell you where they are now. They're 4-1 and one in the second half. They've won two. Yeah, so they're starting out good on the side. Yeah, night. they're they're winning with pitching. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, I know they lost Jose Cor- Corniel to to Hickory, um, but you know, they have Brock Porter, Aiden Curry has pitched well. Uh, they just have a bunch of bunch of good arms down there, and the the piggyback system's working out. So um, they're they're winning games like two to one and four to two, and um, and and that's fine. You know, the 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 hitters are are still a little bit. Uh, stuck. Um, well, the seventeen-year-old's not there. <clears throat> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think maybe at the end of the year, but uh, Anthony Gutierrez has returned. Um, you're starting to see uh, Glider Figueroa hit better. Uh, Ian Muller hit a home run uh, Thursday night. He's, he's not he's, had a great year. Though. He hasn't had a good year, so hopefully that's the start of something good. Uh, um, Curry, <clears throat> Aiden, Aiden Curry, the, the the pitcher, had a nice start. So there's just some. Um, again, that's what you get when you get these young guys. You get <clears throat> you're going to get guys that that are cold and and eventually figure it out. You're going to have pitchers who are in that league who are, um, fa- you know, 22 facing 17 and 18 year olds and 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 doing what they should to them. But 
Um, it's a it's a good sign with what the pitching's doing. You know, Brock Porter uh, is still doing very good. Uh, very tight pitch count. That's fine. Uh, but he uh, cracked the the top one hundred or the top one hundred list uh, MLB pipeline. So um, getting a lot of attention and um, right, uh, good for him. You know, and, and again, he 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 didn't pitch after June last year. <clears throat> He pitched in a league in high school where the count was one one and one when he started, so he's he's this is a pretty big adjustment for him. So will he get to Hickory? I mean, he has done <laughs> no. well. You don't think he'll go to Hickory? I don't think so. I think he's going to stay in down east. Uh, I think pitching. He's in, still what nineteen? Uh, he's I think he's twenty. I think he just turned twenty. But but it it'll do him well to um, pitch in the postseason. Yep, and just don't have to worry about going anywhere or trying to impress anybody. Just do his job and. Uh, ACL's kicked and, off. And do it. Yeah, ACL and the Dominican Summer League kicked off. Um, the, the news from the ACL is that Sebastian Walcott is there. He's hit uh, two bombs. Uh, he, he only batted uh, 161 in the DSL, but, um, you know, he's he's from the Bahamas. Um, English is his first language. Right. He, he, he does not speak Spanish either at all or well enough to – to where it was a good fit for him down there in the Dominican. And the Rangers noticed this, and <clears throat> so they proactively moved him to Arizona to get their hands on him, uh, some place where he's familiar because he was there in spring training. Um, and and he's apparently he looks very comfortable there because he's, he's off to a, a much better start and uh, doing well. The one thing he did dwell in, in the DSL was, was uh, patience at the plate. So that's a – Pretty good foundation for every young hitter to have, but uh, they're they're struggling though. They're 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 not off to a great start. The complex league team, but uh, Walcott's there, and that's definitely a definitely one to watch. He's got two bombs already, and this is a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, playing with these kids. That I mean, let's be honest. A lot of the kids that'll play there after the draft, some kids will be moved into there, and there'll be kids that are out of high school or out of college. Yeah, uh, that yeah. he's going to be playing against. He's already going to be the youngest guy, one of one of the youngest in the league. Right, um, because a lot of your young Dominican or or Latin kids or your young uh, kids from another country end up staying in DSL and playing at sixteen and seventeen years yeah, old yeah. before they bring them over here. But that's good for him. I mean, this is you know you can, sure. my my son graduated high school. He's seventeen years old. So you know that that's the way some of this works. But I'm glad to see him here. He obviously took Spees deep when you and I were there at spring training. Right. Um, he's a good kid and and he's just so good to talk to and easy to talk to. And good lord, he's got room to grow. He does. He does. Um, this is a his dad. His daddy's six five or six six, and yeah. he's not, he Sebastian's already six four. So it's well, going to be interesting to watch that one. Well, one thing they do in the minor leagues, they do split these up. And <clears throat> Hickory, who did not have a great uh, first half uh, of the season, has started out six and zero. Yeah, the second half they've won six. Um, they're a different team now, so they're they're, they're a second half team. I, I thought that, I think they won. Uh, their last three or two or three of the first half, too. So they so might be nine they're, games. They're right. on a very long winning streak. They had a terribly long losing streak in the first half, sure. which kind of torpedoed them. But kind of like uh, Hickory, they're kind of built on – or like down east, their Hickory is built on pitching. Um, our last guest was Josh Steven. Uh, he, He's done he, well. He had five perfect innings in his last start. Dane Acker is, is very good. It, it would be very surprising for those guys to be – in uh, they're coming up to Frisco in, in Hickory at the end of July. I would I would suspect that by the middle of July that they're both there, and it might be sooner. Um, 
<clears throat> so that'll put a dent into the the, the Hickory plans. But um, Abby Ortiz, Abby Ortiz is, is I know he's older, right? Well. He's like 21, 22. <clears throat> a little older. He had a year of uh, at least one year of junior college ball in the United States and uh, <clears throat> 17 or 18 home runs <clears throat> total. Yeah, he's 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 done well. Um, um, Josie Galan is up there now, uh, and he he's doing well. Uh, um, Jason Morabell is hurt. Well, I just saw that he has oh a, <clears throat> oh down in down east. Yes. Oh okay. Oh yeah, he's in down east. But I, yeah. I just saw that today. I, I, he hadn't been playing, and I was wondering. And I guess he's out for the year. He's strained a ladder. Oh, or something. I'll have to, I'll have to put in a text. You remember you and I way. noticed this though? And I'm sorry, we went back to down east. I didn't mean we're to all do over that. the place. We're all over the place, but. He was bigger, a lot bigger, and sometimes you wonder about lifting too many weights, well, what that can do. But anyway, okay. But uh, but yeah, so but down east, Ortiz or H- and Galan, uh, Hickory, Hickory, Galan, Ortiz, <laughs> Maxicosa still doing very well. Yep. So uh, they're getting a little more offense than they were in the first half. And I got to be honest with you, how many of these kids are still going to be here after the trade deadline? Because there's some depth down there that could yeah. be. Could be moved in some True. sort of deal. True. Frisco, they are doing a second-half deal. They're one and one going in the second half. They lost their last game. Carter's back. Yeah. And tearing it up. Yeah. Already yeah. hit a home run. He was three for four <laughs> in two games in a row, I think. Um, the, you know, the guy that's the unsung hero there, the star there, is, is so JC. Yeah, My sure. gosh. Yeah, he's the reigning Texas League Player of the Week. He hit 591 in six games against Springfield. A homer... Seven RBIs, seven runs. He's um, he's just a, he's just kind of like an old, the Rangers call him a throwback hitter, and he, he find he finds a way to put the the bat on the ball, uh, put the barrel on the ball. He he's struck out a little more than you'd think, but um, that that's that's good. That's that's a good player right there. And I, you know, I have I'll never forget when they drafted Sajesi, and I'm the nerd that goes and does the deep dive into these guys. Couldn't find anything on Carter. Didn't really know anything about him. Man, so J.C. really opened my eyes looking at what his numbers were. Now, he was in that COVID year. He only played like six games his senior year, but he already had like four home runs or whatever. Mm -hmm. But his junior year, he hit like 590, and he had like 14 home runs or 11 home runs in 30 games. I mean, it was weird, but he was like far away. He was going to Pepperdine. Right. He had committed to Pepperdine. I saw an interview online where he had done a – podcast with the Pepperdine and and did that and so he was intriguing to me he's one I wanted to watch and I'm glad we've had him on the show he's just we're gonna have to get him on again he, yeah we got to do he that. made a great comment his things he does in his off season or in his downtime he loves to just grind and yeah. play baseball right. he's like Josh, that's Josh Young sure I mean sure. that's what Josh Young does what a good guy now I mean I'm telling you he is that's somebody that's guy's gonna play in the big leagues yeah I, I hope it's so. here but you know I, he's kind of blocked right now yeah. uh also have noted at Frisco is that um, Jack Leiter was moved to the development list just to rest, just for rest. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something that the teams can do. It's you know, Brock Porter is going to get some time on the development yep. list. Um, Don't freak out. There's just sometimes yeah. they're like, you know what, you're not going to face anybody right now. Just come come out yeah. here and let's. Yeah, and then the, and then back to Carter. Yes, he was he'd had the wrist soreness and it was bothering him, but also he created some swinging some some bad swing habits and. Um, that sometimes happens when you're that, compensating. That happens for when you're compensating, so they get him all straightened out, and he comes back and just is, is Looks like on a tear. He, he's he's I think baseball uh, baseball America has him eleventh, and I think MLB popularly had him eighth overall, overall in all of baseball. That's right. 
So Number one, and by the way, there's a new list going to come out from me. I figured halfway in the thing I'll update. Um, you know you know how I do mine. You yeah. can't. So Owen White graduated. He was my number two prospect. He graduated. Um, you know, we always wondered, number one, every year I've done it, the number one prospect has, has graduated. I don't think that our number one this year is going to graduate. Because I don't, I don't see now. There's no place for him. We thought for a while he might be, and that was Carter. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't see. I guess there's a possibility into the year. But I think we might have a if he keeps doing what he's doing a two year. But at at the halfway point, there's some new names going to jump in. There are some names that go on the IL, and I'll usually slide them out because I'm going to do with active players that are playing, and I'll have something in the next week or two to go out on that. We'll yeah. It. Next Friday'd be good. Uh, okay. Just to let you know, I know you're going on vacation, but next Friday would be good. It's not vacation. I would love to say it's vacation. I'm yeah, going right. to see my in-laws because. Because I like a happy wife is a happy life. That's right. And so, um, we guys, we may be doing another one of these live things uh, that we did last week, which, by the way, was fun. Yeah. Uh, we had a good yeah. time doing it. I love to come in here in studio and do that. Uh, but we're during the summer with vacations. It happens, and I'm, I am stuck. I'm trying to get them to come back Thursday. Well, uh, but we may not get know, back in town. Let me know if you do. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the, the speaking, you mentioned Owen White. He's going to the Futures game. He's the only Rangers represent. Representative, is, you wrote that when which, I said it. Which, <laughs> when actually, I said it after you yeah, had already written it. Which is not good. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, now I don't know because you know, could, don't they split it by American players and it's American League and National League. Okay, I don't I don't know how it everything went down. You know, but I know at one point MLB had asked the Rangers about the availability of six or seven players. Um, I'm assuming Carter would have been one of them, but he was injured at the time. He was doing the wrist thing. Yeah. Did um, he play in it last year? But uh, Carter, I don't remember. I think he did play in it last year. All right. Well, why won't he play in it this year? Anyway. Um, but there's a lot of kids that could have been. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of candidates. I mean, uh, Acuna would have been a, a very good pick. And, right. And so it, it kind of befuddles me, you know. Uh, and I think it, I think it kind of the Rangers are, you know, the Rangers are very confident in what they have. They do like – they say they don't care about the rankings, but I think they care about it a little bit. Um, and they, I think they just want some consistency. But, it, right. you know, there are a bunch of different entities who do it. Uh, MLB Pipeline has been very, very bullish on the Rangers. You know, Jim Callis, when we had him on last, last year, was high on him then. He's still, he still does them. He's still high on him now. So uh, we'll try to get him back on after the, the draft and all that stuff. Yep. But, but – um, yeah, and speaking so, of the draft, unless something stupid, coming up, yeah, you know. unless something stupid happens, the Rangers are going to add another probably to the top 100. Yeah, yeah, no unless something. I, I mean, I, yeah. the guys that are being talked about there are going to come into this league probably top 100 prospects. Yeah, um, you know the the top three guys are college players. Uh, they were they were featured prominently here last weekend in the College World Series, and uh, the expectation is that they'll be gone, and the Rangers who pick fourth will have. Choice between two uh, high school high school outfielder. outfielders, both left-handed hitters, Jenkins and Clark. Uh, uh, interestingly, they're from northern areas where you usually don't um, see a lot of huge prospects. But Mike Trout's from the north, and, and look yep. at Mike Trout. Um, so we we can we'll be getting into that at, at Rangers today. Kip Fag, we're gonna get and, him and on again. Kip Kip will definitely come on. I'll talk to him today. We'll get we'll get him on and. Um, yeah, they're doing a press conference today and, about and, the draft and do a recap on that. So there you go. Um, but got to go to Round Rock. Yeah, Round Rock. Owen White uh, made a second start there Thursday night in Las Vegas, which is not a good place to pitch. He gave up, I think, five or six runs in two innings, and that was it for him. But um, 
Didn't punch anything, and that was good. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that will go punch a wall or something when he's ticked off. And well, I, think he, I think he learned his lesson. I hope so. Spees got moved up there, and, yeah. and uh, boy, he did it unbelievable at double-A. He really came on. Yeah. That's a great story, and you wrote it a is. great story about that. And I'm just – we got to get him on, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he – you know, there's, Coached high school ball last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, there's something there's something to be said about being in the right place mentally. And um he 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 appears that that wasn't the case and that he is now and has a much better outlook on things and on his career and the results are there and uh it'll be interesting to see how he fares at triple A, um and, and to see if, if he or Mark Church or Chase Lee uh become candidates for the, the major league bullpen, depending on what happens at the trade deadline. Right. Um, there are two guys down there right now, uh, Jonathan Hernandez, who obviously started the year with the Rangers and, and didn't perform, got sent down. I would expect that he is up pretty soon. Um, and then and then Glenn Otto is pitching really, really well. And he's being stretched out as a starter, which – is interesting, you know, they did that with Dane Dunning and Cole Reagans at spring training. Right. Um, maybe Glenn Otto can can be a bullpen piece. Um, you know, I I we we love Cody Bradford, but mm-hmm. but Cody Bradford uh probably needs to still be a triple A if they're not gonna pitch him. Uh, no. you know, he can't go two weeks without pitching like right. basically he did. He did uh, a good job yesterday, oh, too. Yeah. yeah, he did. He uh, it was three to two when he left. They tied the game up and Yep. He gave he gave the Rangers a chance to win. And that's the That's what that's you need. All you expect from your, your starting pitcher. Absolutely. Um especially in a spot start like that. He moved back. The best four pitchers are now going against the Astros for the weekend. And he filled in perfectly and he 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 left his team in in the condition to win the game. Yeah. And that's what they were doing, and you can't ask any more than that. Yeah, but he he you know, he's not gonna be able to pitch for a couple of days. So I He's gonna get he's I mean, probably I, gonna get sent down. By the time by the time this airs, expect him to be in the minor leagues mm-hmm. and um, Jonathan Hernandez. And he'll be back up sometime this year. Pitched one inning the other night, so he might be able to come back. The um, you know the Rangers have an open spot on this on this on the forty man for Otto, who has right. to be come off the sixty day. So right, that's uh, what there, there's, there'll probably be some moves. I don't, I'm not saying Glenn Otto is going to come up, but uh, it wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't surprise me right. at all. But I think I think if you're just looking for, a, a, I think Jonathan Hernandez is probably the next guy. Hey, and when? Pitcher of the week. That's right. That's right. And that's 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 interesting. Uh, only because he did it as a reliever. He had two outings where he tossed three scoreless innings apiece. Um, he's relieving temporarily while they get Cole Reagan stretched out. When has been piggybacking after Reagan's because they're on the same start days. Uh, that'll get broken up at some point. But um, the important thing here is that in his last two starts, he's really cut down on the or last two outings, he's really cut down on the walks. Um, he didn't walk anybody in his last outing, and that for him is like uh, a unicorn, a huge, uh, yeah, a, a unicorn sighting. Because uh, because he'd come back from Arizona, and I think he'd walked sixteen in eleven innings or something terrible, and then these last six innings, it, it's like one or two walks. Uh, so that's encouraging. That's yep. very very encouraging for a guy who who needs to to figure something out, and maybe maybe him not starting right. Has helped get his mind straight. I don't know, but um, it'll be interesting when he is back starting games and what we'll see what happens on the offensive side. Uh, Winsell's still doing good. JP Martinez, he's, uh, yeah. bad luck on him. He's playing so well right now, and he got hurt at that one point. Where yeah. I really think he might have been the guy that got the call. Yeah, I would. I think he would be. 
productive if he got called up to the major leagues. Honestly, in all aspects, he's good defensively. He's hitting the ball well. He's got a little bit of power. He run. He runs. Runs good. Runs like the Dickens. And um, I, I would not be surprised to see him in the second half at some point. Yep. Um, yeah, like you said, Wenzel's doing still doing well. He's been playing second while Justin Foskey has been getting over some wrist soreness. Right. Um, uh, Elia Hernandez, his hitting streak ended. I think it got to twenty six. Um, that's another name. Good that's, lord, that's pretty good. And then, um, uh, really, that you know that that lineup just hits. You know, yep. they're they're you're getting a lot of production from guys. So uh, they're they're in, the Rangers are in a very good position right now. If they need somebody, they probably have somebody down in the farm system who would come up and and would not be uh, overwhelmed. Who would yep. who would who wouldn't be a, a major dent in the lineup? Yep. So, well, I think that's about it. Yeah, I mean, we could keep going about the draft, but we'll have to do something. We we'll do do our uh, own some, draft something thing. special on the draft, or well, we're definitely going to ra- try to wrap it up with Kip and um, yeah, put a put a bow on he it. He won't and, come on till afterwards because right. I mean, they're right few, now they're, they're in the right. midst of all of their stuff right now, yeah, and they, he, they're he's probably all long the... days and evaluating stuff, and they're probably still talking to some players. You know, the the guys who are in the College World Series who didn't get to go to the draft combine, right. Those conversations are taking place. You at least want to talk to them and see them. So, right. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a busy time right now. It's yep. a real busy time. You got the halfway point, you got the all-star game, you got the draft and you have the trade deadline. This is easily the, the busiest time of the year in season, but we go year round, man. And, um, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> We're busy all the time, but, right. um, so couple, couple of reminders, six, uh, Sub, subscribe to Rangers today. Right. Five ninety nine a month, thirty five for six months, uh, uh, sixty dollars for twelve months. Uh, it'll get you one hundred percent Texas Rangers from top to bottom of <laughs> yeah. this organization. Yeah. It's yeah. the only place that does that. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 is only devoted to that. That's right. That's um, right. And that and, and that's it's great because that coverage right. is not there. The athletic is not covering the Rangers anymore. Yeah. Um, this this is it. That's just fully devoted to the Texas Rangers, yeah. and it's an actual beat writer. It's not somebody that's just doing it. You're a beat writer. I've seen Jeff's pull. Pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, I just kind of follow his coattails and get to meet. But man, I'll just bring up somebody, and you'll go, "Okay, he's gonna be on next week." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, well." I've, I've earned. I've, I don't. I don't want to say, say I'm entitled to it because I, I hate entitlement. But I've been there a while, and they they, they can trust me. But uh, um, also, we need to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Absolutely, We're, um, we keep climbing that thing. That's been great. And yeah, growing that out. That's very good. And uh, with the Dub Network's help, we're going to be getting it even even bigger. And yep. then uh, also, let's not forget uh, Dane Dunning's charity event. Um, you know, he's the top golf on. Sunday the sixteenth out out there and uh, I think the colony. Uh, it's where uh, Sandler had his thing. It's a pretty yeah, neat place yeah. out there. Yeah, but it, it well, helps. It helps, uh, helps the multiple sclerosis society. Multiple sclerosis. Uh, something a cause that's near to, to Dane's heart and you know one thing when when we started this you know I'm close to do it for Durrett and I, anybody who had a charity who wanted to promote something it's it's important to do that and you know, we'll we had do Jared, it. We had Jared Sandler on promoting his. His charity last fall, so um, we'll do it for all. Glad the guys. to have glad to have Dane on, and 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 hopefully that his, hope his event goes well and raises a ton of money. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's it. We're going to get out of here. Big <laughs> thanks to the Dub Network. Big thanks to the Frisco Rough Riders, the Round Rock Express. Until next time, guys. We'll see you at the yard. <laughs>